The following audio is from Story City Church in Burbank, California. Thank you for listening. For more information on Story City, you can find us online at storycitychurch.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Story City Church. So dramatic. Jeez. My name is Susan Mayfield, and I'll be reading scripture today. It's from Psalms 147, 1 through 6. As you guys flip through that, just want to introduce myself. Um, my husband and I have been attending, and our three kids, have been attending Story City for the past five years, um, or at least since birth. I have a four, two, and a 10-month-old. Um, and I currently serve, or I have a privilege of serving as one of the leaders on our women's ministry, Illum group. So for those of you women who don't know what that is, come talk to me afterwards. Please stand for the reading of God's word. Hallelujah. How good it is to sing to our God, for praise is pleasant and lovely. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers Israel's exiled people. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He gives names to them all. Our Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord helps the oppressed, but brings the wicked to the ground. I'm going to try this in Korean. 한국말 잘 못해서 죄송합니다. 시편 147, 1절, 6절. 할렐루야, 우리 하나님께 찬양함이 섬함이여 찬송함이 아름답고 마땅하드다. 여호와께서 예루살렘을 세우시며 이스라엘을 흩어진 자를 모으시며 삼심한 자를 고치시며 저의 상처를 삼으시는 도다. 저가 별이 수, 수요를 개수하시고 저를 다 이름대로 부르시는 도다. 우리 주는 광대하시며 너럭이 만흐, 만흐시며 그 지혜가 맥, <웃음> 무궁하시도다. 여하께서 겨손한 자는 불르드시고 아기는 땅에 엎드리시는 도다. This is the word of the Lord. <웃음> Awesome job. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Guys, isn't it amazing to hear God's word in different languages? I, I mean, every single time, it still brings me joy to see that and to see that that's a part of our congregation. So thank you. Um, Josh, I love this church, man. Did you just say that we need to give back to God because God gave us cush? Is that what I heard you? That's right. Everybody under 30 got that joke. No one else did, but that's... That is amazing. I, uh, <laughs> I think we have to explain that. That also in the Bible, when they say that you got stoned, they mean like, not this, but like rocks. Like that's a, just got to clarify. <laughs> okay. Do you guys see what I put up with now? <laughs> yeah, do you, exactly. Well, good morning. We are so glad that you are here. Welcome to the Burbank location of Story City Church. My name is Jared, and I have the privilege of serving as one of your elders and pastors here, and it is an honor to, to be doing so. I love this place. It's been a lot of fun. One of the things about Story City you may or may not know is that we are an elder-led, congregational-affirmed or approved church. What does that mean? It means that, that we as a congregation 
vote to put our elders in place. And the elders' job is to oversee the uh, vision and the direction of the church and to help oversee the staff as they make the day-to-day decisions and running of the church so that we don't have to have 4,000 committees who take a month to make a decision on whether or not to paint a wall. Does that make sense? Uh, if you haven't been in those type of SBC churches or Southern Baptist Convention churches, there are churches that take months and months and months. I knew one church that took over two years to decide on a color of a carpet. They all agreed on the budget of the carpet. They all agreed on uh, an installing new carpet that needed to be done, but it took them two years to pick the color because they were in a battle over it. So thank God we are not one of those churches. Right? But one of the things that our job to do then is, is to say, okay, we are going to set the vision, the direction, the staff is going to go day to day, but ultimately you guys still have the say. This is still congregationally approved. What does that mean? It means that you guys vote on the elders. Every two years, their terms are renewed or not renewed based on your votes for them. You guys vote on the budget and the bylaws, and so you guys still have final say. This is how it works for us, and this is really important. One of the jobs you have entrusted us with as elders is to make sure that the church is healthy. And when we talk about healthy, that means we are, uh, of the many jobs, responsible for creating a culture where people feel safe, where people can come in here and not just be healthy um, socially, spiritually, economically, and, and, and uh, emotionally, but to be thriving in those areas. And to make sure that we aren't just caring for our little selves, but that we are constantly taking that responsibility out into our everyday lives. And so we have to create an environment here that does that. As you heard this morning, Psalm 147, we're reminded that the God of all the universe, the God that, that knows the stars, the, gods that, the God that named every one of the stars is the same God that binds the brokenhearted, that is tender enough to bandage their wounds. And so we then have a responsibility to care in that same way. In order to do that, we have a very different Sunday for you planned. And I know you're like, great, I brought a guest today. That's okay. It's all right. This is a part of, of, of the help that we need in order to do our jobs well and to have a church that has a healthy environment. And so we appreciate and love their feedback as well. Now, <clears throat> to do this Well, we have to know and understand the things that we as a family and our community is facing. It's one thing for us to think think we know, but it's another thing for us to understand. And the reason this can be hard to understand is because it's not like everybody walks up and introduces all of their issues or problems or the topics that are important to their life. I don't normally introduce myself as Jared, the guy who's been sexually assaulted. That's not, I don't know if any of you have ever heard me say that. That's not something I come up and I just want to blast out to everybody all the time. But it doesn't mean it's not true. And unfortunately, I'm not alone. There are many, many victims of sexual abuse and assault here in this family. I know some of you. I don't know all of you. But according to USA Today... 94% of women in the industry have experienced sexual harassment, and nearly 70% have been assaulted in some way. We don't actually know the stats on men because men are less likely to report. And while it's becoming more socially acceptable to talk about with movements like Me Too and even Church Too, the church has remained slow to acknowledge and respond if at all. 
In some cases, the church has actively covered up this abuse. This is just one of the topics of topics and realities we are facing as a church. And at Story City, we believe that failure to respond to these issues is not just irresponsible, it is ungodly. Many of us here sit with brokenness and hurt, but either don't know that the church cares or don't know that we are able to care or willing to care. And so it's to this end that we as elders are working hard to build that kind of healthy culture where it's okay to be who we are in this place, the, the brokenness that we each carry. Whether that brokenness is because of our own choices or the choices of others on us, we want to have a culture that is free for us to feel safe and welcome, not just how we might be someday as whole, but even now, not whole and not healthy. And so you're going to see that on your seat today is surveys or in the chairs around you, there are surveys. And so what we would like to do today is take this Sunday and actually go through this survey. We'll be doing that in just a moment. So you know there are pens in the seat back behind you. If you are in a front row or you do not have a pen in the seat back behind you, there are pens on the table here, the next step table outside, and there are some at the table in the next step table in the foyer. I want you to know that these are anonymous. There is no place for your name. We are not looking for your name on these. And so it is completely anonymous what, uh, who said it. However, we will be announcing the results at a later date so that you understand and know the things that are going on so we're all aware of the issues and topics that our congregation is facing. Is that good? you guys mind participating with us in this way this morning? Okay. Josh, I'm going to bring you up and uh, you can walk us through this survey, please. All right. Can you guys? Oh, there we go. Thank you for introducing that. So everyone has a survey here? No? We're, who's missing a survey? All right. This back corner. Can someone help? There you go. Nate's on the job there. And then outside, can someone peek outside and make sure that the outside has it as well? If you're online, what I'd like you to do is um, email josh at storycity.com Story or Church. jared at storycity.com, and we will get you... Story City Church. So, the other one, ignore. So Josh at StoryCityChurch.com or Jared at StoryCityChurch.com. That's a long one. Um, and we will get you a copy, and then you can bring it back and place it in the offering when you're done. Does that make sense? All right. So real quick, you are going to, if you're an activator here, you're sitting here, when am I going to have time to fill this out? Just, just pause for a second. Take your pen. Place it gently down for a minute. You will have a moment to fill this out. What I want to walk you through a little bit is a little bit more of the why behind this and what this does for us. So the survey has two sides. You'll notice the first side is all about you as an individual, and then the right side is all about the community. The reason we broke it out this way is that we believe two things. One, the people who walk in this door, how do we serve best? What is the makeup of this church? And then the second question we ask ourselves is, so then if we are a church that loves God, how do we influence and impact our neighborhood and our community around us with knowledge and helpfulness? So that's how we're going to break it apart. I'm going to walk through something real quick, and then we're going to fill out just the left side for a minute. Jared mentioned some of the stats that we talked about before. One of the conversations we had was, if these are the stats, do we actually think that these are the stats in our church as well? And the answer has to be, in one sense, yes. We have to believe those stats, not just outside, 
but inside our church. Here's another one. 13 out of every 100,000 people take their own lives. Men are three times more likely to kill themselves than women. Women are highly more likely to engage in self-harm. 43,000 people this year will take their lives. And with the last year year and a half of COVID and some of that, we expect that number to be even higher. 13 out of every 1,000 pregnancies end in abortion. Now, here's an interesting fact, too. Do you think that's up or down? That's way down. That number has dropped for 25 years straight, which means this then. Unwanted pregnancies might be on the rise. And so how do we engage and think about those stats as well? So one of the things that we often think about, or we need to think about as a church is, if this is who we are, and these are some of our pasts and some of our challenges and some of our struggles and who come in our door, the question is, are we equipping ourselves to be able to deal with, handle, and address these questions? Here's the other fun reality. Some of you have experienced this, and we do not want to be this at Story City. You walked into a church. You finally had the courage to say, here is my past. Here is my experience. And it almost feels like it's the church said, well, good luck with that, because we don't know what to do with it either. I'm not okay. We're not okay with that answer. And I know many of you are not okay with that answer. So then what do we do about it? And here's the reality, right? Starting with this helps us understand the issues first. You can't do anything about it until you understand the issues. The second thing is, is that we need to spend time as a group, as a congregation, as a leadership team, figuring out what equipping ourselves looks like. There was a woman who um, did most of or a lot of the, the, the training, the counseling training that I received and Megan received. Um, she was a medical doctor. Um, and she was phenomenal. She was, she was a single woman, a medical doctor, and she spent half her time in the NICU with, with very sick children. The other half of the time she spent um, doing counseling. And here was her thought behind this. She said, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I want to make sure that my time is spent. And so she equipped herself. She went to medical school, recognizing that where she placed herself and the gifts and skills that she wanted to get meant that she could engage her community on something that she wanted to be front row and at the front lines for. Which means at times we may have to look at ourselves and say, how do we equip ourselves? And it may not be just a simple Sunday or a book to read. It may, some of you may want to think about actively, how do I equip myself for years to be able to address? How do we make sure our community group leaders go, you know what, somebody brought this up. We found this in our community group. This is an issue in our community group. I want to answer this, not in a way that is pithy, right? I want to be able to engage this in a way that gives soul-satisfying, honest, and helpful answers. Does that make sense? It also means we will find that we have gaps. We're not very good at stuff, right? So then how do we partner with others who are doing it really well? How do we build the bridges and the connections to those that we can say, hey, this is a challenge. We experience this as a church. We are not in the position to help with this in the way we wish we could right now, and that's okay, but we know others who are. And so how do we build the right relationships and spend our dollars and our time on this? Does that make sense? And lastly, for those of you that are, your heart is, is on the side of feeling like, I'm, I'm eager to fill this out because there's some junk I want to share. Some of you are saying, I, I want to help. I want to be, be part of that solution as we go forward. Um, helping in this is wildly inconvenient. Right? If you begin to step toward hurt, it takes up your time, 
It takes up your energy. Equipping yourself is not a weekend thing. It sometimes is a multi-year effort to do this. It is wildly inconvenient, which maybe should be our tagline. Story City. Welcome to Story City. Follow Jesus. It's wildly inconvenient. <laughs> Can we put that on the side of the church? I don't know what the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but the reason we want to place that in front of you is we want to be honest about that. Um, we want to be honest about that because that is the truth. We hit resistance, we hit hard things, and sometimes we tend to give up. We don't want to be that church. We want to step toward it. Does that make sense? Okay. So for the next three and a half to four minutes, first of all, did I miss anything, guys? Okay. For the next three and a half, four minutes, if you feel comfortable filling this out right now, we would love to have it filled out now. We're giving the time to have this filled out. Just fill out the left side, check all that apply. There is a box that says none of the above. If you genuinely are, and there's other as well. So if you say none of this applies, that's fine. If you're like, Josh, after hearing those stats, I am suffering from depression, then fine. You can check that one as a thing. But sometimes you, you don't have any things. I'm not asking you to force yourself into these boxes. And then in three minutes, we're going to collect them. Nate's gonna help us collect them. I'll help collect yeah, you, on this side for a minute. You just the first side. There's two sides. We're not going to collect them because they're both sides are on one piece of paper. Correct. Two sides. We're not going to collect them because they're. That's right. That's right. That's right. These guys are helping me great here. Fill out the left side. Then we'll come back and talk about the right side. Then we'll collect them. There we go. They've told me this now three times and I still keep forgetting it. So, so spend a moment. Sam, are there out, people outside have what they need? Can you just poke your head out? Hmm? That's right. All right, how are we doing? I still see heads down for 30 more seconds. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You can fill it out however you like. Question was is this about the past right. or things that you're dealing with at this moment? The answer is either is fine. These are both, if you'll notice, the words there are either topics or realities, meaning that 
You may not particularly be dealing with this in your life right now, but you may have somebody that's super close to you dealing with this particular issue, and you're like, that affects me because I need to know how to speak into this situation. So that's why we labeled it both topics and realities. You may be the person facing it, or maybe somebody close to you, but we know that that affects you specifically. Perfect. All right, we good? All right, so switching gears now on the other side. So this is about our community. Similar to what I've said before, one of the realities we have is that we recognize that sometimes churches can be islands in and of themselves, right? And they don't actually know specifically or have thought through what is happening around me that I need to be thinking about differently, better, and more appropriately. Um, let me give you an example of this. I, I, I was at a church one time, this is not this church, a while ago, and they were praying for this community that was near them. And they said, we hope they come to our church. And I asked them this really provocative question. I said, I don't believe you. I said, I actually think you want them to get fixed and then come to your church. Because in reality, when they show up, they're going to disrupt your nice little neat church you've got going on here. Do you actually want what you're praying for? And so we as a church want to be in the latter, right? We want to be a church that says we understand what's going on around us. And if they start, they start showing up, are we ready and able? Do we have a heart for that? Do we understand how to engage and how to even, not just waiting for them to show up, do we know how to go and extend ourselves into our community for that? Does that make sense? Very good. Do you have a comment? I have one more thing. Um, last but not least, so on this right side, we asked you to pick three uh, topics on this. The reality is all of these things apply to our community, so I'm not asking you to check all the boxes. I'm asking you to think about what things have you seen and experienced that you believe our community is facing. This isn't the only input we're going to get for this, so we are recognizing we need to build relationships with those around us to understand that, but we are asking for those of you who are in the community to understand and check those boxes. Uh, five minutes that for this portion, just so you can finish up the last side in case you had, or the first side in case you had time, you wanted to finish that as well. And then after this, we're collecting. Okay. So finish it up, and then what, what might be helpful is fold it in half, and then maybe send it to the end of the aisle, and then one of us will come by and, and collect them. Our elder candidate, Nate, will be collecting outside for those of you outside. Again, as a reminder for those of you online, you can email josh at storycitychurch.com, jared at storycitychurch.com, or actually bob at storycitychurch.com, even though Josh didn't want him to get any emails. Josh doesn't acknowledge me. It's about three and a half minutes left, so take your time, please.
about two minutes left. Still see one or two people still filling out, so we'll just give another minute or so, and then we'll collect it. So about a minute warning here for you. All right, 30 second warning. Please finish up any last minute scribbling, writing you have. Doodles, sure, we'll take doodles. Josh has a master at interpretation of doodles. That's what he went to college for. Doodleology, that's. Okay, Josh is gonna take that side. I'll take this side. Again, elder candidate Nate will take the outside and uh, Bob will wrap us up here just momentarily.